Cool. Well, episode one, Jordan. Yeah. How do you feel? I'm feeling pretty excited. Looking forward yeah. to this. It's been uh, it's been a lot a lot of talking about yeah. uh, finally doing this about doing it. So it's it's finally here. Yeah, and good for us. We waited till the end of the hockey seasons where there's going to be not a lot to talk about afterwards, but that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Well, there's still lots going on in July. Yeah, so. true. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess yeah. we can well, start off and uh, congratulate Tampa Bay Lightning. Two times in a row must be nice. A nice difference winning in front of their fans instead of sitting in uh, sitting in Edmonton, where I guess. Uh, rumor was there was not a lot of their families could even make it out there so different kind of celebration for them that's great yeah that's uh nice oh them. congrats to them that's uh that's a big one yeah i mean say what you say what you want about all the the salary cap thing or whatever but they still got the job done so kudos to them yeah, as a Habs fan, I can uh, I can say congratulations, and uh, I know you know what a lot of respect to them. Considering uh, whenever I used to play NHL and I was in the Stanley Cup Finals, I'd always purposely lose so I could win it at home for the fans in the game. So you know what, kudos to the mayor for for throwing that idea in their head. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah, I, I kind of thought they're kind of maybe going to do that anyways, but yeah, I thought it was uh, yeah, it was it was well done. But you just never know, especially with Montreal, they're just freaking resilient all year long right so horrible in the in the in the regular season i just thought they were just yeah shit. yeah the uh it basically what the last two games they made it into the playoffs with the last two games i think it was between them and calgary the last two games so yeah yeah calgary just just handed it to them on a silver platter so yeah. we can that's something else to vent about i'm a calgary fan so it's uh um gotta say though uh good for i saw today also uh vasileski joined the bud light team there with uh with kucherov so good for those guys <laughs> yeah he didn't i don't think he had a post-game presser quite like like cooch did but you know what though that reminded me of when washington won it and they're all just like pumped up and ready to go and i think that the league needs more of that to be honest i uh some actually today some of the guys at hockey were talking about how like some fans were against like you know like the partying and like all that stuff but like man this is it's a sport that's created for entertainment so you got to have that entertainment aspect too i mean it's not just the sport that's entertaining it's the players right and i think mm-hmm. you yeah. you win a championship doesn't matter what league you're in you deserve to celebrate man 100 yeah absolutely absolutely and yeah like I, I saw the whole thing too it was uh Oh, what the hell was it? Yeah, like fans wanted the players to show more personality and stuff like that. And then Kucherov does his thing and people are just bitching and bitching and bitching. It's like, yeah, what do you guys want. No, I I think it's, dude, coming out to celebrate with your shirt off, like that's that's hockey. When I look at like hockey players, that's a hockey player right there. You know what? He worked his ass off and, oh, that's perfect. Anyways. Is that your car? No, not my car, no. <laughs> no idea who's on is. That's funny. Yeah. All right. So after the little interruption from the cars in the in the complex, not a big deal there with the horns. Um, what I was gonna say though is getting back to the salary cap issue. Um, even as a Habs fan, I can honestly say if you can lose basically now, Tampa's deep, they got a lot of talent, but if you can lose one of your top players for the whole season, still finish top of the league. And top in the sense that you're going to make playoffs. I mean, if he comes back and he's healthy, that's no one knew he was going to perform the way he did. I mean, maybe he had a, maybe he wanted to perform that way. And he probably obviously pushed to, 
to be at that level to compete. But I don't think even his teammates knew he was going to be that good coming in. Yeah, well, he was, what, the MVP two, three seasons ago? I mean, he yeah. he's still a young guy. He's still – he can still do it. But you never know because I think, what was it, he had a, a hip injury? Is that yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. So yeah. he was – actually a brutal one to come back from. So you just never know what, like, how those guys are going to come back. But Oh, yeah. Kucherov being Kucherov, he, he came back and he and he killed it. What he led the playoffs in points with, fuck, I don't know how Over many. 30. Look. Over 30 for sure, which is obscene. Like, he was, like, he was tying records set by, like, Yager and Lemieux and those kind of guys, like. Yeah, just ridiculous, yeah. And they've already got, like, so many weapons on that team, like Point and Stamkos. Yeah. And, and their back end was just stacked, too, with, like, yeah, Victor Hedman, obviously. Do you do you think Vasilevsky deserves the con Smythe? for that round for that series or do you think it goes to Kucherov do you think Kucherov got snubbed I think yeah I think I think Vasilevsky deserved it I mean what was it like his last four or five series clinchers or whatever have all been shutouts like and he had five total in the playoffs five total in the playoffs like yeah that's that's, one whole series of shutouts hmm. that's ridiculous yeah like that's that's outrageous and I mean it could have gone to to any one of them if it was Kucherov that one or point that one if they could have said, oh, Vasilevsky got snubbed too, right? Like, it, yeah, it could have gone either way. Like, they're all all deserving candidates, but I think at the end of the day, Vasilevsky, he, he deserved it. I mean, so. like, and as a team, like, you got the guy with the most goals in the playoffs and point, guy with the most points in Kucherov in the playoffs, goalies with the best save percentage, goals against everything in Vasilevsky. And then you got they, percentage they, in the playoffs. They still never lost two games in a row I mean since and that's dating back to last season not even just this playoffs yeah that's incredible I think that's incredible I think that goes straight to I don't know the whole coaching staff there but Cooper and his staff like you as much as like he seems like a good players coach and he seems like to really like not be like that hard nose kind of like a John Tortorella kind of guy he and he's instilled something there that's like you can't break that you can't break that mold they got there their their chemistry is good they all they're just a team. They're they're the true team, no matter what. It's going to be really interesting to see what they're going to have to do this year because it's a lot like what Chicago had to do in 2010. Yep. Then I read somewhere the other day that they have like 12 roster guys signed coming into next season. Yeah. And they're already 3.8 million over the cap. For three and a half. And, like. And 30. that's not including what are they going to do with the expansion? Yeah. So like they're yeah they might have to. They might have to entice Seattle to take a contract. Yeah. Somewhere there because, yeah. Because, yeah, Kucherov presumably yeah. is going to be healthy for the next season. That's an extra exactly. yeah. $10.5 million bucks right there. So, yeah, it'll be like a maybe like a Tyler Johnson or or something like that. Though, that yeah, because he's a $5 million cap hit. Yeah, and he was on he was on waivers a couple times this year to the taxi squad. But, see, the thing with the waivers this year – like you can say the same thing about Byron on the Habs, Perry at one point. Um, a lot of those guys, it was like roster move or salary. It was like salary moves during the season. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think the Lightning ever wanted to lose Johnson. I think it was just yeah, what, what, else could you, what else could you do? Yeah, like in order to make the moves work, they needed to make work. So yeah, I mean credit to yeah credit to that whole organization. Job well done. Two years in a row that. As it doesn't happen very often, hasn't happened in a long time. So we'll see if they can keep it going. This is this will oh, be the test. Four, four, five years ago, Pittsburgh did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this will be the test, right? Are they going to be a dynasty, or is it going to, you know, 
are they going to kind of be like similar to Chicago and LA where it's like every second year they're in it every, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. There's especially with the divisions going back this year too. That'll be a huge change. Yeah. I was telling, uh, telling Rochelle too, that like how easy was it to be Curtis McElhenney in the playoffs? Oh man. Right. Thank you. Probably played what, like 10 games in the regular season, maybe not a minute in the playoffs yeah like picks up a ring yeah that can be the easiest job in the world but or it can be the the hardest too because yeah vasco's down then you're oh then you gotta go right and then you're getting pressure from all ends of it Mm -hmm. yeah didn't he wasn't he back up for the leafs a couple years ago too he was and yeah carrie like he's bounced around he started just another leafs guy though great great to see yeah another yeah They, they have a few on their on that team i think also uh, big credit pat maroon three times in a row big rig that dude you know what Uh, good for him good for him like what a why not just be that kind of guy take a nine hundred thousand dollar cap hit one million dollar cap hit every year and you know your role you compete hard every night and you get a chance to play on a stanley cup contending team three years in a row and win it i mean some of those guys that look for the big contracts hey like it's not always about the con. It's not always about the money, man. Like, and let's let's be serious. Nine hundred K is not that bad, but in a tax-free yeah. state, Napa. <laughs> that was my next point. Yeah, Florida, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, that's not bad, but yeah. What uh, what do you think about uh, Montreal's offseason? What do they? What do you see them doing, or what are you hoping they do? Well, they uh, they got assigned to no, but. It's tough. It's tough. You know, like I don't see Dino as a first line center, maybe a second line, but you got Cockney coming up. Hell of a third liner. Yeah. He, if he, he would be, he's similar to like that kind of Tyler Johnson aspect for that Tampa's third line. If you can get Philip Dino at a third line center price, then you're, then you got some depth to you for sure. Um, I'm worried about losing Allen in the expansion draft. Cause that could be a killer. Uh, and honestly, I think it's time to get rid of Druin. I think if you're going to do a buyout, now's the time buyout Druin. Or unless Bergevin's got something going on with Seattle to take him, I don't know. But that's a five. That's a five and a quarter cap hit. So yeah, I don't know. I don't. I really don't think they got to do a lot. But I mean, you like hopefully Romanoff comes up a bit more this year. He'll be great in the D there. I mean, the real, real realistically though, you can't have. Edmondson, Weber, Petrie, and like those kind of guys, and uh, Sherratt running the same kind of minutes they were in the playoffs. They, they won't, they won't survive an eighty-two game season. That's not fair to them. So, definitely some depth on the defense. And yeah, I think first priority is Dino. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I think uh, his contract talks leaking. I think that kind of that almost might have been a bad thing for him, to be honest. But people are saying similar deal to Pajot guys like that six and six yeah six and six so yeah we'll see i mean he's he was he's second year in a row he finished six in selkie nomination so that's not too bad i mean a guy like that that's uh that's a glue guy you want on the team for sure but yeah obviously and again no disrespect to dren with the personal stuff and everything like that but i mean you look at sergachev and how he's how he's yeah how he's just been a uh, he's a horse on that back end for Tampa and yeah that one unfortunately I think Bergevin would like to take back but 
it is yeah, what it is. Hindsight is 2020. It, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people also said the same thing when we first got Weber. People thought that was a huge loss, uh, considering Subban was younger, had more like, I think he had more regular season points or so. I don't know, in one season or something. But either way, everyone was judging that move and it paid off in the end. So, I mean, it, it happens. No GM makes a perfect move. That's for sure. But yeah. What do you think of uh, Ducharme? Because his, uh, He's got an interim tag. Still surprised that that's on. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not personally a fan of him uh, health bombing KK. That's that was an interesting one for me. That was an interesting one. The only thing I was okay with is the fact that KK is literally turning 21. Like maybe even this month, I think. I mean, <clears throat> he's got he's got so many years under him. Like he's got he's already got two years of playoff experience now. And, and again, no offense to him. I think you just, you got to get some of those in a do or die moment. They needed guys like Jake Evans, Brendan Gallagher, uh, Arturi Lekkanen. They needed those kind of rough and tough guys to get in there and just mix it up. And not that KK can't do that, but he's a finesse guy too. He's a playmaker and he's, you know, he wants the puck to come to him, not the opposite. He doesn't want to go dig it out, which is fine, but they, they had to make some moves. It won him a game, uh, I'm just glad they didn't get freaking swept. That would have been, that would have been a tough look. Uh, but yeah, I think, I mean, I still think it was kind of a tough showing for the, oh, for the, yeah. the finals. Like it was like, that was a tough one for him. Like it was, like it yeah, wasn't he very was, fun to watch the first three games. Like no. it was, yeah, it was, it I was, know I for sure. Like there's, it's not like that he's to blame or anything like no, that. No, no, that's, no, That's for sure. Not, no, no chance. He, uh, I mean, and the, like no disrespect to Caulfield, but he made some errors too. He made a couple turnovers that cost him. I mean, everyone, like it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't a lockdown series like they had played with other guys. And Tampa played the Islanders who were similar to Montreal. They knew what to expect. I mean, yeah. so, and in the end, Vasilevsky outdueled Price. Um, how that affects Price in the next couple of years, we'll see. I think him and Weber getting that taste of Stanley cup final experience. I mean, Perry being there for the second year in a row too. Like you, you think he wants to lose to Tampa again? Like it's so, and he wants to come back to Montreal. So I think they've got that good veteran core. It's just that those younger guys, they'll, they'll mature a bit. They need, they need a bit more time, but they'll mature. Yeah. I think yeah, keeping Romanov, Romanov out of this, out of like half the playoffs. So that was, I don't know about that one. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, I think Ducharme, I mean, can you not, like, what coach would not get a head coaching job if he takes a team to the Stanley Cup final? I don't know. I feel like he's got to have that interim tag taken off. Like, I, I just feel like that's a that's a guarantee. I think so. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. But, yeah, I just, I question some of the moves, but that's that's fine. And he's, this yeah. is his first, uh, his first time behind the, as a bench boss. So, I mean, he's got to learn that kind of stuff too, right? Just like the young players on the ice. I, I am interested, though, uh, to hear. I heard Elliot Friedman talking about that people might be thinking about trying to get Luke Richardson now in the next couple of years. Yeah, I've heard that job. too. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting. No, you never, I guess, like hindsight being 2020, good for him. Like, he probably never expected that to be his opportunity, but he definitely didn't disappoint. I mean, he got them out of the Vegas series handedly, I might add. He coached very well. And then I mean, it's his first Stanley Cup final, too. He's an assistant coach taking over the job. You're trying to do all the Zooms with your head coach, which makes things difficult. I mean, he, he, he made himself a resume in probably six games that I think a lot, of, 
a lot of teams might look at if they're looking for a coach in the next couple of years there. So. Yeah, I think so for sure. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah. Similar to like, even in Calgary situation, like I've heard them talking about uh, them bringing in like Rick Tockett as an assistant. Oh, that would be an and unbelievable. done in two years, then he takes over kind of thing. That's just what I've heard. That's not, uh, but obviously nothing has happened yet. But I'm, I'm really surprised Tockett didn't get a job. I can't, yeah, I just, I'm not sure, really sure why he didn't get the Seattle job. Yeah, that, that one was a surprise for sure. I even think a lot of the insiders didn't see that one coming. Yeah, yeah, like, and like, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of qualified guys out there, but I was surprised with who they went with. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, he must have, he must have interviewed well or else they wouldn't have chosen. And so I, uh, I think the only, the only downside I think to this expansion draft is I think there'll be a lot of, pressure that for them to succeed like vegas did but i think a lot of gms now like they talk about how many like you look at some of the guys that got taken in that expansion draft like you got marcia show was let go by florida i mean like guys like that like that or not Vasilevsky, sorry mark andre flurry i think florida like i think florida like gave vegas something to take marcia so yeah yeah like you look at some of these moves that gms made and how Vegas has paid off from them. I mean, I think a lot more GMs are going to be weary for sure this year. And yeah. that could affect how well Seattle actually does. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at the original roster of Vegas, like what was that four years ago now and to what it is now, like there's a few of them left, but not too many. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So we were able to, yeah, really flip a lot of, a lot of stuff that they got, whether it was you know, trading them or, or whatever, like they were able to still build, well, and, and people want to sign him, right? Franjo last yeah. year. Like Mark Stone is their captain now. Like as soon as he went there, I knew it. He was going to be their, their first captain. There's it's, no it's doubt in my mind. It's interesting that it almost seems like guys that went there were like their careers were kind of like not written off, but people were thinking like, oh, they're not, you know, we don't need them on our team. They're not performing where they should be. And you look well, at so them, They were called the misfits yeah. in the first place because it's kind of that, yeah, we don't really want these guys anymore. And like, and like I heard them, they were called uh, – a four-line team and all, all the lines were were any other team's second line kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, they uh they just they just stopped scoring. I mean it would have I was I was I was looking forward to a longer Stanley Cup final. I think maybe a team like Vegas gets in there. It's a bit longer maybe, but they're uh yeah they I think their issue is gonna be fixing what they gotta do in with regards to scoring in the postseason. That's two years in a row they've dried up completely. And uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not a good look. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they barely got past Vancouver last year. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know for me, like the best, the best series this, this year was Vegas and Colorado. Like, Holy shit. That was. Yeah. That was and that's, I, I do wonder, like, I don't know what your thoughts are on the format of playoffs, but I'm, I kind of miss the old one plays eight stuff. Cause then you don't get the first round series, like a Vegas, Colorado or I think there was another one like, like last year, or the year before too, where it's two top teams playing each other. It's like, that should be like a conference final game, you know? Well, I think if you keep in mind, because they were in the same division this year. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That, that this never would have happened on a normal year. Like if it was the same format as before the, the one, the one, two, three, and the two wild cards. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah I guess because Montreal won, won a trophy that they never should have even been in. Like that's the Western conference trophy that they won. Right. The, 
Campbell yeah. or whatever. Yeah. For, yeah. So yeah, I guess, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think I could easily see Colorado and Vegas being the two West finalists again next year. Yeah. So I, not I a would, crazy I, prediction, I don't think. I, I think Dallas should have a better year. I mean, I think they underperformed. Uh, but I mean, fuck yeah, we could, we'll have to do different episodes and do a couple teams a week. Cause like, there's, there's just so much, like when we're going to get to some of those teams, like the Buffalo and the Arizona and stuff like, well, it's just gonna, there's going to be a lot to talk about with those guys. I mean, even the Canadian teams, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Um, your thoughts though on Calgary picking up Kirk Muller. I think that's a huge, I think that's a huge advantage for you guys as a, I think, what is the assistant coach there? Is that what yeah. he's going in this? Yeah. yeah. I and then I've even heard like them saying like that he's being groomed for the next head coaching job too. So that could be that's possible too. I mean there is there's been a head coach be... before. I think he was one in Carolina. Yep. Yeah. For for a couple of years. I don't know how much success they had, but he's more he's uh sounds like he's gonna be the, the power play specialist. Which he did at Montreal too, so that's easy. That's that's his bread and butter, right? So yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't think know a lot about the guy, so you could speak to him a little bit more than than I could. But yeah, I know like I from what I from what I hear, like it sounds like it's going to be an okay move. Yeah, I I think honestly, just yeah, everything that he I think he was great in Montreal. I think uh, I think maybe they just thought they had to blow up blow it all up kind of thing when they did the coaching change. I mean, removing the goaltending coach too, you don't see that happen very often. So I think I think Muller will be a good fit there. Uh, I guess it'll it'll be we'll wait to see. I mean, Calgary doesn't really have that bad of a power play either, to be honest. That I've I, I think at least. I mean I think it's awful. Like really? You do. Calgary, okay. No, I think it's the oh yeah, like it infuriates me watching them because they they pick it up behind the net and then they skate to the freaking blue line and they do that like and then Jordano does that ridiculous drop pass to Goudreau. Every single freaking time. That drop pass is uh oh, it's I don't like, know which team started that. But like every other team decided to do it after the fact. Can't believe yeah. it. I don't know why. I don't know. I get I get it. You want to pick it up with speed, I guess, through the neutral zone, but like I still don't I I don't think it works as well as teams think. I really don't. Well, and maybe Calgary, I just like, don't see enough. It, so, it became so freaking predictable with them. Like you just knew it was coming as soon as whether it was uh it was mostly Jordano or, or uh, Rasmus Anderson. Yeah. Where was quarterback in the power play that you guys had to just come around. They drop it like they just do a little back pass at the blue line, and then it was either Goudreau or, yeah, usually Goudreau because he's the only one on that forward line with any decent speed. Yeah, because you're parking yeah, like, in front of the net. So yeah, and then yeah, like the penalty killing team, they would either just set a trap or Calgary would have to dump it in and go chase it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was never like a sustained breakout into there's like a, never a good sustained entry into the offensive zone just because their shit was just too predictable. Like it was just atrocious to watch. Like do it's they, gonna be... Do you think they need a guy with like the one-time bomb? Like, you know, like you got your Stamkos, you got your OV, you got your Weber, you got... Right, those Patrick. don't come around every day. That's the problem. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But like, yeah. can, Mon- can Monaghan be that sniper though? Can he be that guy? I don't think he's going to be there next year. Really? Okay. No, I think he's as good as gone. But I know and I saw it a little bit last year. Like, like I'll, I'll throw out the name is Michael Stone, yep. number seven D man. Did not a ton of ice time, but that guy can shoot the puck. 
You set that guy up on the, yeah, he's on the top of the circle. He's a big guy. Yeah. He can, he can rip it. Like if you get him on that side, like let him have a few one-timers and there'll be a few that go in. Yeah. I mean, and worse and like I just, it hits I never knew why they didn't even didn't try it. But yeah. Cause he's not, well, not a guy you'd, you'd expect yeah. to see out there, but. Well, cause who they just, got yeah, now. He had the, got... He had the hardest shot on their team. Oh really? Even harder than Gio? Not even close. Okay. Yeah. Not even close. Not even close. Uh, I do like Rasmus Anderson though. I think he'll be good for them. He's he'll he's yeah. gonna be a good top two guy. I think. I think he yeah. can make. He can think he can be a top two forward or sorry defenseman in the NHL. Bit of growing up to do yet, as far as uh, yeah, as far as yeah, the on ice play and then the mental side of things. But yeah, he's a he's a good player and he's yeah. Because I don't I don't. He's what 23, 24 years old maybe. The thing I like about him is he worked his way in the A, and it seems to be a lot of teams now that are letting their rookies and their prospects either go back to college uh, or junior or work their way up through the AHL. I, it seems to be they're becoming way better once, like they're better once they hit the NHL compared to guys that you like. I mean, Yakupov's a clear example. You, they threw him in right away and he's not even in the league anymore. Like guys, I think the, I think a lot of GMs now are realizing that like, unless you have that like McDavid Eichel, like true number one overall, number two overall, like kind of player that's like a generational talent, you got to let him develop. You got to. Yeah. No, I would agree with that for sure. And I think that's why Anderson is the way he is, is because the Flames let him do his development. And he was about a second round pick or something like that. He. Oh yeah, no, he wasn't, he wasn't touted to be this all-star on the blue line. So he's, he's making a name for himself and that's kudos to him. Hopefully he gets an, a big contract next time he's up for an extension. He's got he's got like he's got like five more years now because he signed one last year. Oh, like, did he? Good for him though. Hey, you know what? Even better. Lock in a, a nice contract. And... Yeah, it's a very team friendly deal. So hopefully it'll be it, uh yeah, hopefully it'll be good. And like even guys like like Noah Hannafin, for example, he was like a fifth or fifth overall pick in yeah. 2015 or something, <laughs> I think it was McDavid's draft year. And like he took a while to get going, and then this past season was kind of his uh, his breakout year kind of defensively I suppose like he was he kind of showed that he was able to uh, able to run his own line some of those guys need that pressure to be off them though you know like that that cannot be easy to walk into the league and be expected to just change a team there's not many fifth overall picks that just walk into the league no no like especially defensemen right like Hey man, I mean, even look at McDavid. He's first overall, and his team still doesn't want a cup. I'm sure all everyone's expectations were that they were going to win it in the next year or two when he first got drafted. And that's no disrespect wow. to him. Obviously, he's an incredible player, but like, yeah, you need you just uh, that pressure. That pressure can get to you, and I think Hannafin struggled with that a bit. I think now he's in Calgary. You know, maybe he wasn't. He's not that well known here, so he's kind of just. He was able to take it and work his way up. And yeah, like you said, I think, I think he's coming to his own. I think he's a great defenseman for sure. Yeah. I think we're, and some of the credit has to go to Tanev too, like his new D partner. Yeah, true. Very like true. I think he's having that experience. Cause like, if you look in the past at some of the guys that he's played with, like he played with, yeah, I mean, he played with Travis Hamannick in like the couple of years before Tanev showed up in Calgary, but they're just not the not the same players, not even close. Yeah, no, you. Yeah, Tanev was able to to really help him out, and now he's 
now he's running his he ran his own uh, his own D line there for the second half of the year, and I think and he showed that he could do, and he was given more responsibility from Sutter and stuff like that. So, and he really, uh, yeah, I was really impressed with him this year. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that he's on our team. That's for shit sure, because and there's everyone that guys are talking about wanting to trade him. No, yeah, like that. Like, not a freaking chance. No. I think like, like would, would Tanev be considered a more defensive minded defenseman? Yes. And then like absolutely. so yeah, so I think that works well for Hannafin because he likes to jump up, right? That was what he was kind of known for was jumping into the offense as well. Yeah, in years in years prior yeah, for sure. Correct, he put yeah. a lot of pressure on himself to try and contribute offensively. Where I mean, yeah, in the college game, he probably he probably did that really well. I don't know his stats exactly, but um yeah, I, I think yeah, like it, it doesn't always it doesn't always translate that way, right? I mean, if you are that big offensive guy, there's been so many of them that have come through, and they've had to change their game to be more physical or defensively minded. Yeah, whether you're a forward or your defenseman doesn't matter, but yeah. But I think you're right for sure. I think the partner. I mean, look at Petrie and Edmondson. Edmondson is like what he's gonna put in a goal every fifty games, maybe. He doesn't give a shit about that, but defensively minded. And then you got Petrie, who's going to jump up in the rush and do that stuff. And look at how much success Petrie had at the beginning of the season before he got hurt there. He was leading the NHL defenseman in points at one point. But it's easy, easy to jump up into the rush when you know you got a guy that's back there for you 100% of the time, right? Oh, so, it makes things so much easier for those yeah. guys. And yeah. again, that, that pressure is kind of off you. You know, you're, you, can, you know you can make a – unfortunately, it's going to happen. You're going to make a bad play jumping up in the rush sometimes, but at least – you got that coverage. That's huge. And I think, yeah, I think Tanev and Edmondson are those two, those two guys make Petrie and Hannafin what they are. And without them, I don't think they play as well. Bottom line. Agreed. What'd you think of Petrie's red eyes? That was some weird. Like, That's that crazy. So I mean, obviously the whip dog called it. So good for him. He had that insider info, but that was, uh, I mean, I was listening to Eric Angles and he was saying, so Petrie had that broken pinky which obviously you set it in place. It's still not going to feel that good. And then luckily he could see at least the, uh, the blood in his eyes didn't affect his vision. I guess Weber it really wasn't painful. He said like that just looked horrible. Yeah. It just, yeah. It just was just blood vessels exploding, which yeah, is crazy. I mean, they said Weber has a ligament issue in his forearm. <clears throat> I don't know if it's top hand or bottom hand, but either way, that's a possible surgery option you're looking at. I mean, those those defensemen man like they log some minutes and i think i i there's a bit of me that's worried that there's going to be some injuries coming out i mean like who was it was it martinez on vegas that was playing with a broken foot Mm -hmm. yeah that's unbelievable like to strap on a boot i guess it'd probably feel good to strap on a tight boot but still man to play on a broken foot every yeah but still like and he was still logging he was logging big minutes for vegas too in that even before the montreal series before he broke it so that's uh I mean, you look at you look at the injuries that come out after playoffs, man, and like that to me is what makes hockey different from any other sport. Oh, for sure, yeah. These guys will only not play if they literally physically cannot, and the doctors like sitting them down and strapping them down. Oh, for sure, yeah, and like even like like I know Calgary didn't make the playoffs, but like like Sean Monahan, he had uh, yeah, like what was it? He was injured for a lot of the year, and then as soon as Calgary was you know, mathematically out they shut him down for the year because yeah. he had a hip injury like things like that right like they just try and like it's the nagging stuff they try and play through the nagging stuff and yeah if you and then like i mean smart play right if you're not going to make playoffs then why why risk him 
injuring it more or redoing something to it. So, but yeah, man. The, like the counter arguments are like I heard too was like, why is the guy still in the lineup if if he's injured? Like, is he not just being a detriment to his team at that point? But the guy's just doing anything he can to help his team win. His numbers were not good this year. It was his worst yeah. his offensive year since he's come in the league. And maybe that hip injury was was early early enough on that that it affected that. But I I don't know. And even like the and there's something to be said obviously about not having fans in the building. It just I think it makes players realize like how important they are and how much they feed into that kind of stuff. Right. Oh yeah. Again, man, it's an this is stuff for entertainment and like what's gonna get you going more than eighteen thousand fans screaming at you? Like that's that's yeah. that's got to be quite like that feeling of hoisting that cup in at on home ice and just like i i saw like during the game like when one of them scored or when um oh, i forget the guy's name that scored there you know he's pointing to the fans pointing the glasses up and like the fans are going crazy like that that for sure i i feel like yeah if you have a nagging injury the intensity of the game and you know that little extra boost from the fans it probably probably takes it off your mind for sure and I mean, I disagree with people who say they should have kept him out of the lineup. Is he hurting the lineup? Because the guy's a proven 30, what almost he's scored 35 before, I think, even Monaghan. Like he's this ain't just, you know, this ain't a third line depth guy. This ain't your fourth line guy that's gonna do seven minutes a night. Like, even if he scores 20 goals that season, it's still better than nothing, right? But yeah, no, for sure. But no, yeah, like I think, yeah, he, he gave it his all. He tried to help the team win, and you can't you can't blame a guy for that at all. But yeah, but yeah, no, there's just that crowd thing is just, uh, yeah, you, like you just don't know how much how much that affects. And like I was watching the the Euro 2020 final today. Oh yeah, 2021. But yeah, just like that Wembley Stadium. I think it fits like 90,000 people or something like that. Ooh. And like I like and with everything like yeah with. COVID having happened and stuff like that like that place was full yeah like it, it was nuts it was loud it was amazing it was it was awesome to see like and, and you look at it and you're like man like that's you just can't wait to have like like a full a full stadium of fans again like like even in Montreal where it's like yeah like 2,500 feels like 25,000 I swear to god like, yeah yeah I, I can see that of course the fans are gonna give it their all but 2,500 you cannot compare 25 or 3,500 in Montreal to 18,000 in Tampa. No chance. And that's no disrespect to the fans. I've been there. I've been to the Bell Center. I can hear how loud it gets, but I've been there when it's a full crowd as well. And I've heard that. And I just don't think 35. I've gone goosebumps seeing that shit on TV. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's the fans for sure make a difference. And I remember even at the start of, I think it was this year, um, a couple of the Canadian teams, I know Blake Wheeler had mentioned it. Weber had also mentioned it. Maybe Kachuk on Ottawa. They had mentioned that um, they had all asked, I guess, like whatever would be the arena to turn up the volume of like the crowd noise because like it still wasn't enough at the, initially at the beginning of the season. So like that, that for sure, I think that plays. They might have to keep that in even after fans are allowed in in Ottawa. Yeah. Save a hard time filling yeah. over. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. so i think that makes i i think yeah i think the fans that that that's going to be great like we need it everyone is ready to get back into the the players want it the fans themselves want it the league wants it obviously for revenue so it'll uh these last two years have been a little little interesting but 
hopefully it's hopefully it's back to normal next year. I hope so. I'm sick of this shit. But no, I, like I was I was even reading earlier like that uh, in London there at the Wembley Stadium that like fans were like bum rushing. Oh like, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, for sure. Happen. Yeah. Like they're like trying to like break down the gates and stuff just to get in so they can watch. It's like, yeah, that's insane. But no. What else do you have for us today, there, Jordan? Um. Well, I've got. Uh, I guess yeah, I did have down like the salary cap thing for the playoffs. Um, I don't know. And everyone, I, okay, I want to talk about that for a second. Yeah. Just real quick, because. You see on Twitter and all this stuff, it's like all oh, like the Lightning are a bunch of freaking cheaters and this and that. And like I know Dougie Hamilton said it too, like after the second round, it's like, oh, we lost to a team that was 17 or 18 million dollars, whatever it was. But also, can you blame the, the guy? He gave it his all, his team gave it their all. And they they were, hey, they were a hell of a team this year. Brenda Moore, that's another guy. He's like a Cooper to me. Good players coach, but he builds in maybe a little bit tougher. I don't know. But he built he built in a system there and like Fudge, man, you got everyone buying in in Carolina. Like, I think Carolina is going to be good in the next. Even you know what? It's going to suck if they do lose Dougie Hamilton. I think that's, that's a, a tough huge loss. loss. That's a tough loss. But I mean, yeah. like they they're deep on forward too. I think yeah, expansion draft could be interesting for them too, and maybe that plays around with the Dougie Hamilton stuff. But I think they're still going to be a, a top team for sure. I think, uh, and I think Dougie Hamilton saying that. I mean. It, at the end, you, you know, as much as it comes down to, like, you don't always want to take 100% of the blame. And as a teammate, you know, you see those guys come on and, like, when the goalies take the blame or stuff like that. And I think Hamilton was just trying to point out another fact that it's a fact. It's not like he lied, right? It's a well – and it's a well-known fact, apparently. Everyone kind of knew about it. Like, it's not like this has been going on. This is the first year that this loophole was found, right? Like, this this happens every year, so – yeah, and it, it, it's funny because, yeah, everyone's calling Tampa Bay cheaters, but in reality, under the rules of the CBA, they did not do a thing wrong. And again, man, if you can lose one of your top players, like if, like if Montreal loses Suzuki next year or Caulfield and they make the playoffs still, that's a win. Like, and if you're Tampa, that can't be easy. I mean, Point and, Point and Palat, they're not playing the same without Kucherov with them. Like that chemistry is not the same. And that's no disrespect to whoever gets both of them. But I mean, that's, that's the reality, right? So yeah, if you can, and think about like no one else really got injured also like significantly. So like, it's not like they got hit with the injury bug with a ton of guys. I mean, Stamkos was healthy. That makes a difference. Vasilevsky played lights out. Like if you have everyone buy in, how, how can it be cheating? I, I really don't, I don't know. I think it's uh, funny because they're the ones that tried to bring it up after 2015 when they lost yeah. to Chicago. True. Yeah. Cause Chicago did the same thing. thing. Yeah. But all the other, all the other teams were just like, nah, whatever. It's fine. And yeah, I think that's, and, and they do it themselves. Like it's, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's like almost like rubbing salt in the wound when you find out like may, you know what? Cause let's get real. Like does any other team have a better chance of beating Tampa without Kucherov in the lineup? Yes. hundred percent or take out anyone that they may not be able to have in the lineup because they're over the cap. I mean, that, of course, your chances get better to beat them. So, yeah, I'd be a little ticked, too, if if they had that much over the salary cap and they're still dominating. But the rules, like you said, they didn't violate anything. It's happened before. It probably is going to happen again. So, I don't know. And also, like, 
I mean, the majority of the people calling them cheaters also seem to be Montreal Canadiens fans, and we all know how they get, so. I've seen it a lot on the Calgary side because, yeah, they're, people are so bitter about uh, 04 in the whole, was it in was or it was, in, it, was it, in, it not? Yeah. 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 As that was, that was 17 years ago, people. Let's, uh, let's move on. Jeez, yeah. Yeah. But no. And yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it changes, to be honest. I think just, yeah, I just don't see. I, I feel like if they change that, it would stop a lot of teams for trying to go all in as well. I think would be the issue because a lot of these teams can go all in, you know, like, like look at all the teams that make big moves at trade deadlines. It's usually guys, teams that have their stars injured, right? They have one or two star guys injured and then they bring in, you know, a top, top six forward or a top four defenseman. And then all of a sudden their guy comes back. Well, again, no one could predict Kucherov was going to play that outstanding. He's good. He's a phenomenal player, but I don't think anyone expected him to come in and light it up like he did and to not look slow either. So I think it also, like as much as they may be cheaters, you got to give Kucherov a ton of credit because he obviously followed a strict regime, whether it was working out, healing, everything he had to do, and he came back ready to play. And if he was still hurt, we didn't notice. I mean, I'm sure he's probably – that was him that took the kidney shot, right? In the back there or the ribs or whatever from Mayfield. Yes. I mean, that, that, that yeah. probably, yeah, that probably was hurting him a little bit. I don't know, maybe a cracked rib or two there, but hey, man, like it's didn't slow him, it didn't seem to slow him down. It didn't seem to slow him down. And yeah, realistically, I just don't think you can call them cheaters as much as I would love to and give the cup to Montreal. That's nah, it's not the way to do it. It is what it is. Yeah, it would have been nice to see, uh, it would have been nice to see Carey Price and Shea Weber get it done, but yeah, yeah, they would have probably made it. Yeah, they, they would have been part of the Triple Gold Club then, I think, right? So that would have been Olympic nice to see. Gold, World Junior, yeah. Yeah, they've got the World Hockey one as well. Is that what it is? is it, World, I, I think it's ho- World Hockey Championship, Olympic Gold, and Stanley Cup. It's like the Triple or triple Gold Club or whatever they call it, even though the Stanley Cup's not a gold medal, I guess. I don't know. I think the World Junior one would be better just because, honestly, who cares about the World Championship? Like, True, yeah. European tournament, like... Still sick what Canada did this year, though. All things True. considered. Yeah. Yeah. You were big on Mag- what is it? Mag- Mag- Mangiapani? Is that how you say it? Mangiapani, yeah. Yeah, he came yeah, in guys. and had a he had a good tournament. MVP. Yeah, the guy's a unit. Like that guy just works so freaking hard. Another guy who got developed in that AHL system too. Six round pick. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. guy probably never had a thought of cracking a roster in the NHL. And look at him now. Yeah. So, yeah, when you when you see those picks like that, you you think, ah, oh, whatever, it's it's just gonna be a name you're gonna forget, right? It's just yeah. gonna be one of those guys that's not gonna get qualified when once they've been drafted for two years or whatever the the number is. You think, okay, yeah, he's gonna go find a place in sweet like in Europe or something like Sweden or Switzerland, wherever. He's gonna go do his thing there, but yeah, just to see to see that kind of stuff, yeah, just that hard work pay off. For a guy like that and if you watch him like i watch him almost every night and like that guy's always he's in the dirty areas he's not standing there in the open ice waiting for a shot he's he's digging in the corner he's he's going toe-to-toe with the big guys in the corners like he's he works his bag off and you see it every single night 
He, a guy does not he's take a, a shift true, off, does not take a night off. Yeah, he's a true power forward. player, and I we're really fortunate to have him. It'll be interesting to see what kind of number he's going to get for his next contract. He's on year two of a two-year, two-and-a-half million-dollar deal or something. Okay, so he had like a bridge deal then? A little bridge deal kind of thing? He's got a little bridge deal right now, okay. but yeah, you probably think about locking him up maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, yeah, there's, it, there's a lot of talent right now. That's you gotta, that's gotta get locked up. And I, that's why I am. It's gonna be interesting to see what Seattle can play around with. Also, mm-hmm. how like how fire are their jerseys and their color schemes? I like I like when it's they unbel- like, it's unbelievable. It looks so sick. When they when they like announced the name, I was like, "Fuck, are you kidding me?" Like, yeah, what a gross name. Yeah, no, I was, didn't, like, I was not. Yeah, I was thinking this is like, it was gonna be like another Atlanta Thrashers. I was like, oh, here we go. And oh, I like, I like the Thrashers jerseys. I thought oh, those were so. Cool. I thought they were. Oh, I thought they were terrible. The only thing they had going for them was Ilya Kovalchuk, in my opinion. Yeah, like the yeah they had like Danny Heatley and Kovalchuk and Hosa mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah. Yeah, but. No, yeah. I love those Thrashers jersey, but yeah, like when I heard that Kraken name, I'm like, fuck, like this is awful. But then, you know what? I bet you, I bet you they'll have a crazy fan base. I bet you it'll be like Vegas. They'll just be crazy. First time coming in, like first first couple games. Like I bet you it'll even be crazy for preseason. I bet you for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm a big fan of the jerseys and how they were able to do with the like the red eye thing in the S. Oh yeah, I just dirty. the the color looks good. The logo, it's it's easy. It's nothing yeah. too extreme. It's just simple, but it looks good. I mean, I uh, oh. Whether – I don't care if they finish bottom of the pack this year or anything like that. It's still – they're going to be sick to see on TV just with those jerseys. Bottom line. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. What do you think uh, – who do you think they're going to take from uh, from Montreal? You're, you're saying uh, – I, I, I think it's between Allen or Druin. Um, I just – and that all depends, I think, on this buyout. Because I think buyouts, like, is already open. And I think it goes this week or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's going to be, I, yeah, I just, I can't, I can't see them really. Who else would you want to take from Montreal? I guess like everyone else is going to be basically protected or mm-hmm. you're going to be left with like, I mean, possibly a guy like uh, UOL Armia as well. Cause he'll, he's an RFA. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. think they'll protect him. I mean, that's another guy that I think, He's kind of like a Manjapani, power forward, going to get in the dirty areas. And I mean, he was playing with Perry and Stahl. So, I mean, he wasn't playing with the fastest guys, but he's got some speed. So, yeah, I would say out of those three, I'd say Allen, Druen, or uh, or Armia. And I think Druen gets taken only if there's a deal made. Like, I think it has to be like a salary, like Montreal retains some salary or something like that. Because Druen, yeah, Druen's five and a quarter per year. So, that's a, that's a tough contract to, to take on. And he's, yeah, I think he's got three more years at least on that so mm-hmm. yeah yeah like i've been looking around at like some uh some potential um some potential roster uh some potential like lineups for for seattle and there's some there's some interesting ones out there like i'm looking at one right now that's their top line is jared mccann yeah not he's, bad he's, he's first Pittsburgh. round pick yeah he's first round pick wasn't he yeah and then right wing is yeah joe pavelski yeah, I wouldn't hate to have that guy on my team. Yeah. And then Ryan Johansson. And you know what? 
And I like I him. Think, I think he's a good player. And I think it those guys, similar to like Flurry being given away to Vegas there, they got something to prove. Like their career, like, you know, everyone's been talking about, especially with Nashville in general. Because they don't even have Murray anymore. Fuck, dude. If I, I've heard rumors they're trying to actually get Flurry back. Well, they might have to because if you look at Vegas's like depth at center, it's not like it's not great. No. Yeah, true. Not good. Like that's what they're missing. Them. Yeah. Probably truly what killed them in the playoffs. And they have two like legit number one goalies. Yeah, which you don't see in this league, like, yeah. especially with the tandem thing going now. Like, yeah, two. Uh, but again, what happens? Like, what if Leonard goes down again? Like, what he's is kinda, Pitt, he's, like, he's kind of injury prone though, right? Let's say Pittsburgh gets Flurry back. What is Pittsburgh sending there? Because I think you can't, like, if you're Vegas, you you have to get a number one centerman for him. And they're not going to give up Crosby or Malkin. Do you think, though, that Fleury at his age can still fetch a number one line center? Vezina Trophy. I yeah, and I guess, what is he, like, 34? And he wins that? 37. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, and, like, who, who would his backup be then? Would it be DeSmith or Jari? Or, like, I don't even know. Probably Jari. Jari, right? Okay, yeah. So, yeah. And then Jari went back the other way or something, or DeSmith. Either way. Yeah, I'm wondering I'm wondering if maybe they would have to send – I don't know what's in Vegas's pipeline for goalies, so I have no idea what their backup would look like situation. But I, remember, like, I have a hard time – a shit ton of goalies. I just have a hard time being Pittsburgh and giving up a lot to get I, – and I know Fleury won the Vesna and stuff like that, but – like if he's 37 man how many years has he got left like if i'm i don't know i i also as pittsburgh i might look at a guy like dubnik as a backup at least a, like kind of like how montreal pulled in allen because dubnik may be out of his prime with regards to his starting role now but i think he because he was picked up by colorado before the playoffs so he'll he'll need a home yeah so well, I mean, be lots, there will be lots of moving around that's for yeah. sure yeah it'll be uh but yeah, Pittsburgh could be tough this year. They could be in. They could be looking, and they might not be looking like a top team this year. All, all depending. I say that though, and then they went on a run at the end of the season too. So I don't. This this yeah. year was just crazy. I don't think this year you can really take away too much. To be honest, I think just with everything that went down. Yeah, no, for sure. That's uh, it's an interesting situation there because they still got those two superstars in Crosby and Malkin. Yeah, who are on team-friendly deals, too. Like, they could be making yeah. a buttload more money. Yeah. So Easily, yeah. And wasn't there rumors last year that Malcolm was going to get dealt? Could have sworn that was a rumor that people were saying maybe they should deal Malcolm. Oh, frick, probably. I know even, like, some guys were saying, yeah, that Crosby was going to get moved. Yeah, but I'm all for moving Crosby to the avalanche. If they're going to get – if Crosby and McKinnon are going to play together, okay, I'll take that. Then that's that's pretty sick. The Cole, the Cole Harbor boys. Yeah, yeah yeah, that'd that be, would be pretty outrageous. I th- if I'm Crosby, I think you're moving your no mo- no move clause for that. Yeah, yeah, you just never know with those guys, right? They like, I mean, yeah, Crosby. He doesn't like to change much. Like he's worn the same jock since he was like twelve. Yeah, yeah. and he's also like, he's not that very like. You're not going to hear shit about him in the media, right? You're not going to hear like his contract talks leak and stuff like that. Like, he's he's a pretty reserved guy. So yeah, it'd be. Pretty tough to know what he's got going on in his head. But, like, he's got to have some say in what happens, too, I got to think. Like, there's no way – well, I guess now who is it? Berkey and uh, 
Ron Hextall. Yeah, Hextall. Yeah. Like, there's no way that those guys aren't at least asking him, like, what he, what he thinks or, like, asking him what he wants to see. Like, I think you got, like, that core of, like, him, Malkin. I would even throw Rust and um, oh, Gensel in there at this point and Latang. I'm, I'm thinking you take those couple guys in the room and you're thinking, okay, boys, like, what do we need? What do you need us to get? Like, cause I, I don't know, man, I, I, I can't see them making a move without talking to some of those guys. Like the same way I don't see that happening, like in Chicago without them talking to like Kane and Taze about bringing a guy in. Like, wasn't Kane the reason why they brought Sod in again, even when they got rid of Panarin there? Well, that very well could be. I mean, even uh, I think when Chicago said, like, came out and said, yeah, we're going to do like a little bit of a rebuild or a retool or whatever you want, however you want to phrase that. And Taves was like, I didn't know anything about this. Like, yeah, right. Like, I think, I think for sure, like, there's got to, I think Crosby's got his hand in that organization more than people think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Guys, yeah, he's won you three Stanley Cups. Yeah. Like, he basically brought your franchise back, kind of like muted too, right? So, well, like they were on the verge of bankruptcy when yeah. when he came in there, right? So, I mean, yeah, he. And now, what? He's probably the number one selling hockey jersey for like the past decade, I would think. Before you know, guys like McDavid and stuff got into the league. Oh, frick! Probably. I I don't know much about that stuff, but for sure, like he's. I would assume he's up there. Whatever too. whatever amount that he's been paid throughout his career. Pittsburgh's probably made tenfold on that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like without a doubt, like Mario Lemieux bought that team at the right time. Yeah, guy, guy's gonna be living living the good life for the rest of his yeah. life. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I know that's yeah, but yeah, I know the the expansion draft is what next week Wednesday. Yep. I think is it next week Wednesday? Yeah, twentieth. The twentieth, so that would be Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be. Uh, Pretty interesting to see how it, uh, what comes of that. And we haven't even talked about like Jack Eichel yet. No, I know. And I was also, I had written down here about San Jose too. And the fact that I read an article that they're going to blow it up apparently. And now that you mentioned like, just like what could Seattle do? Like, fuck, who would you want from San Jose? Like Eric Carlson for three quarters of the money that he gets. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. That's, that's another trade that's looking a little, a little tough now yeah yeah because he makes what 11 million yeah and he's a freaking band-aid it seems like at this point like he's always injured but then you see you see those you see those like spots like he had a couple of them this year where he just like he looks like the old eric carlson from this ottawa senators days and you're like man like if he can sustain that he'll be he'll be killer but yeah that that's a tough contract I mean, Burns is in a high contract too. Like, really, all like they're even. I was even saw a rumor that Kevin LeBlanc could be on the trade market. Like, that's a young guy, 24, 25. Like, put up. He's a good little player. Yeah, he is. I, I'm kind of surprised they'd be thinking about letting him go, but. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be an interesting one. I haven't. I don't. I have. I don't know. I have not heard anything out of San Jose with like that kind of stuff, and they've. And they've really put their chips in into the middle for a long time because yes, what? yeah, you got Mister Mister Casino Vander Kane there looking to <laughs> yeah 
he's tied up for for seven million bucks for another what four or five years. I I like Kane though. I think he's found his spot. Good finally. player. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. just mm-hmm. stupid stuff on social media got him in trouble and whatever happened there between him and the the Jets at that point. That is what it is. But yeah, but like, do you really do you really blame a guy for not wanting to play in Winnipeg? Like, no, I don't know. No, I don't. And I, I mean, I've never actually been to Winnipeg and seen it, but everything I've heard is just somewhere you don't want to, you don't want to play hockey. So it's, it's nice and hot there, like in the summertime, but like, it's freaking miserable and cold. Like I've, I've been there in, like during both seasons. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's cold and it's gross. It's not, uh, and like, it's not a very big city either. Like there's not a lot going on. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like they don't have like a nice downtown kind of area. Right. No, they don't like it's yeah. It's not uh it's nothing to write home about, that is for sure. But some guys are some guys are really loyal to it. Like like look at Blake Wheeler, for example. Like he Oh yeah. Yeah. That guy, that guy is he American or Canadian? I don't even know, but either way, like mm-hmm. that guy is just a solid guy. Like he yeah, he loves he treats that team like family man. Like he yeah, I, treats I, yeah. like home treats the yeah. team like family like he's there's a reason he's their captain hell of a player oh yeah yeah just I a couple of years removed from from that 90 point year and he did that really quietly yeah seriously yeah because like you look at the other guys on the team most people are talking about Shifley or Ehlers or Connor right yeah. so yeah yeah like and like Hellebuck too like he's he just signed like a big ticket there too to stay there for quite a while and same with Kyle Connor and Hell, hey, Hellebuck is fuck. That's a that's a nice goalie to have locked up. Yeah, he's a great, uh, yeah, a great goalie. Like just yeah, watching him like in that Oiler series was uh, it was uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's a good goalie. Dude, even even though they got swept by the Habs, that was not his fault. Like Hellebuck was not the reason there. Not even close. Is right. Like. Yeah, he, he kept them in every game. Like an emotional high of, of sweeping the Oilers and yeah, and again, like how would you not be like both Montreal and like and again like Winnipeg had like the most days off of any team in the first round. Like that's tough to stay focused. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't no, I don't blame like, even kudos to them in that first round because I mean their game plan was pretty simple. Let's let's not uh, let's not dilly around with that because yeah they they knew who they had to contain and they contained them for the most part. I mean, when, yeah, you, can, they, when you can hold them to minimal points. Yeah. But when you can hold them to minimal points, I mean, they, they, they still got to send out a, another two lines, usually sometimes three, right. During the game. So when yeah. you have all your cards and that's why I do kind of like, I, I, again, like it's no disrespect to any of like the players that have been drafted first overall and stuff, but like, that is not always the answer. Like, and again, we, like going to Eichel now, like second overall. I mean, he's lived up to his first to overall any other year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, what a what a generational year that was. Like your top two is McDavid, Eichel. Like okay, but guy has given Buffalo everything he's he's had in him. Like he's put up with the losing, and not just like the losing. I'm talking like like getting just absolutely thrashed around game in game out. Can't be fun. And the organizational incompetency. Yeah. Every year they say, oh, we, you know, I, yeah, we made bottom of the pack this year, but look who we're getting, you know, we're going to get Dallin this year, or not Dallin, 
Ristolainen in this year or like any of these other guys they picked up. I mean, I will say it seemed like Eichel coming in really picked up Reinhardt's game. So that was good to see because he was almost looking like a bit of a, a bust as and well. And he's as good as gone too, Reinhardt. Yeah, yeah, he's as good as gone too. I mean, even Skinner had a good year there. Like they, the shitty part is they make all these moves that you think they could do well. And then it's just like, look at all the guys that thrive once they leave there. Look at Leonard. Mm-hmm. I mean, guy is living his best life now. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's that Eichel thing, man. I think also the team having that much say in whether you as an athlete want to have the surgery or not, that one's a bit weird to me. I don't, I get, I get why they might have concerns because to him, he's like an asset to them. He's an asset, right? So you don't want to have your ass out, out, asset out for a long time. But I mean, I don't, it's just, it's weird that there could be so much confliction there. And like, I was reading a thing, like, I guess a lot of teams now, with regards to these trade rumors, that's what they're waiting to hear about is like, well, is he going to get the surgery? Cause that's going to affect what they're going to do. Right. Well, they're trying to get access to his medical records. Yeah. Too, but yeah. Buffalo's just like, no, you can't see that right now. And yeah, and I don't think making like a lot of teams really hesitant, like how yeah. bad it really is like where the extent of his injuries, like, and like, cool. I, again, like I heard Elliot Freeman talking and he, he doesn't even know what the price is yet. He said, he just said his source told him like the price is substantial. It's going to be bonkers. But I'm thinking, like, you're talking at least, I'm thinking at least two first overall picks. Or not first overall, but first round picks for sure. Minimum. Plus probably a young asset. And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, what does Buffalo need? Like, I guess. A top they, six? Yeah. A top, a, top, a top six center, a top, everything, right? Like, so the teams that can play with that, yeah, hell yeah, I want his medical records. Are you kidding? What if this guy, I mean, like, remember back Nathan Horton? how good that guy was for the Bruins. If you recall, yes. he was yeah. playing with, Very I think important. he played with Lucic and like another big guy. They were like that big line got moved to Columbus. And then he had that terrible, I think it was like uh, neck or spine, something in the, the C area of your neck and spine. And he's been out ever since he had to go long-term IR and never played a game again. It's like, you know, you don't want that happening. You don't want to bring in a guy like Eichel and give away that much only to have him shut down in two years like yeah i i don't know the extent of, of horton's injuries but i don't know if like it all started when he got that concussion in the finals 10 years ago maybe yeah against uh, against vancouver but yeah but like it's it's surprising to see like some guy <laughs> like if we're gonna go down that rabbit hole like some, see some of the guys like if you look at their full rosters and see like some of the like ltir like oh, names yeah. like arizona for example they had datsuk on their on their payroll yeah, yeah yeah and like tampa bay had marion gabrick yep well vegas like, took on a bunch of those kind of i think actually vegas took on horton at one point as well when the, oh, did the they expansion come? yeah they took on horton's contract i think like they and i think yeah i think that's like what a lot of teams why they thought they weren't going to get screwed over by them because they're like oh they're just going to take all these contracts and that's yeah. probably you know what that's probably what happened with florida they probably gave mart they probably said if you take marsha so and like someone's contract like we'll let you like because marsha so wasn't that bad of a deal right so obviously not now but no but yeah i i think from what i've heard though like for the eichel stuff uh it looks like the kings were heavily involved um i've heard that quiet down yeah i've also heard boston though too which is another kind of like if boston can get Eichel. Boston or even, Tim Taylor Hall is not going back. 
You don't think so, hey? I I, I, I don't mean, know how they're gonna make that work. Well, I think I think what I've heard though is that Hall's looking for like he's looking to take a team friendly deal and solidify himself with a contender rather than just go do like another one year eight million dollar deal like he did with uh, Buffalo there. Like right. the guy he wants to win, right? I mean he was him again, Can him and freaking Everly. They were supposed they were supposed to be the, like yeah, they were supposed to be like the second coming of Christ for Edmonton. And they both got shipped out of there. So Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, if you see like where like some of like Hall's teams have finished since yeah. he's since he started, like it's it's bad. It, yeah, it has. And I mean he got New Jersey in the playoffs that one year. Like anyone who doesn't think he deserved MVP, I think they're terribly wrong because he was literally the MVP for that team. He was he was literally the heart and soul of that team. So he mm-hmm. dude, he's I think he's I think like uh, they talked about a bit this year when he got uh, picked up with Boston, he was starting to really thrive with not having as much pressure now. Yeah. You know, like, and like, fuck, that couldn't have been like, even when he got moved from Edmonton, like you get moved for Larson one for one straight up and people in New Jersey are expecting like, Hey, you're going to be the guy now. Like Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're you're like, yeah, you're, you're our new Eli Kovalchuk basically or whoever, right? Like any of those guys. Like mm-hmm. you're our new all-star you're you're gonna have to run us you're the guy yeah and that's that's gotta be tough man yeah but yeah anyways going back to the eichel thing yeah whoever whoever's gonna take him on they're gonna pay yeah heavily. yeah i and i'm surprised maybe. to hear that the king stuff is quite a down because they they need to do something the kings for sure like, yeah, like, but yeah, like I've heard that they're like want uh, Quentin Byfield included in that deal, and I don't know how eager. Ooh, yeah, yeah, how eager they are to do that. I mean, but yeah, he was only one year removed from being drafted second overall, but still, right? You never know. Yeah, like looking at this, if the Bruins were to go for Eichel, they're saying it's people are saying it's pretty hard to think that they're either not giving up Pasternak. Ooh, no, I would not do that deal. McAvoy I would not do it. or both. I would I mean, not do it. Yeah, no, I. Anything that involves Pasternak, I would not do it. You, you're not giving up Marshan Bergeron and Pasternak. That that line, you cannot mess with the chemistry of that line. That line is one of the top lines in in the NHL today. No matter what what conference, anything. Mm-hmm. Like those no, guys, those guys are a pleasure to watch. And yeah, I yeah. don't think. And like, really, who? I mean, okay, maybe if you get to Hall, then you move Hall back up that line. But like, can can Eichel replace a Pasternak? Maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, it's shitty to be Pasternak too if you get sent to Buffalo. <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah, like that's it's a tough one. And like, I yeah, think you... that's the thing too. I think for a lot of what Buffalo is going to want, it's going to be guys that are going to have to like no move clause or something like that, right? Because mm-hmm. like, there's no way that at least I got to assume like Pasternak and those guys, they've got to at least have like, or a trade list or something like maybe not a modified no trade or yeah, something. Yeah. They've got to have something like, cause there's no way, <laughs> there's no way those guys are listing Buffalo at the top of their 10 team list or whatever. That they'd be willing to go to. Yeah, for exactly, sure. Not yeah. too many with that. Uh, there's not too many, not too many guys that have Buffalo on their list of a place that they'd be willing to go to. Well, and especially this. like the thing that drew you before was Eichel, right? Yeah, they've got a proven superstar. Let's build around him. Now that he wants out, yikes! Yeah, I don't know. And like I've even heard like Calgary's name in the mix, and like some of the guys 
excuse me, that are they're throwing around out there for for a I gotta assume Goudreau. I gotta assume they would throw Goudreau that way. They're talking Matthew Kachuk. Oh fuck! You can't lose him. He's the next captain. I don't know. I I I don't know. He oh, he had he had one. It wasn't even a bad season this season. He just it just wasn't. It wasn't a good season for the team overall. Like I don't know. No, it wasn't. That, that that's true. Yeah, I don't like, think I don't think that is that season is enough to send Kachuk out of there. Like I would much I would much prefer to see Monahan go before Kachuk for that team. And and that, and that will be the case. I think like yeah. it's not going to be Kachuk will not like he will not be traded before Monahan does. I don't think. No. Anyway, like I don't like I like Kachuk. I like what he brings. He's a piece of shit out there to play against. I'm sure. Exactly. He's but he's like a Marshall. He's like those guys that you don't want to play against, but you want on your team. You can't. Yeah. That's that's worth though. The intangible stuff sometimes is worth more than a season of a lackluster performance. Like whatever he. He had an off year, man. It happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. And like almost everyone on that team did. Right? Exactly. Exactly. For a few of them. So yeah, I don't, uh, I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't give up on him yet, but no, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what, uh, what happens. I think there's going to be a lot of fun stuff to talk about in the next, uh, next little while with the expansion draft coming yeah. up and then the, the entry draft free agency. And then with the, with a shorter off season, everything is going to come real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Before you know it, it's going to be training camp and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, but no, today was fun, man. I think this is a good spot to spot to leave it off. We-